You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. concert in ohio um coming up called ink something ink i'll have to look it up but it's at the mansfield penitentiary which is the penitentiary where they a filmed some of the shawshank redemption and b one of the most haunted uh like places in america like all the ghost shows go to that penitentiary i was was about to ask ask, is it headlined by ghost this sounds like yeah no no but if if some jackass isn't out there filming a found fit footage movie during this thing, like you're missing a golden opportunity. That's all I'm saying. Like <laughs> you're doing like it's a metal like festival, like with a bunch of big bands, like big bands that are going to be there at the most haunted one of the most haunted places. Um, you do a you do a found footage movie at that point. Like you do a you do a run and gun. Somebody called Josh. Get him over here. It's only one feet <laughs> away. You're a couple seats away. Get him over here. Got to do this. Got to make this happen. Um, Roy, I want to say officially, um, we have our first correction. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it was brought to my attention that we were so excited last. Um, we were so excited last episode to talk about trauma that I didn't mention that Wishcraft was the best movie ever made for the first time <laughs> in the six months. So. Apologies, sincerest and fondest apologies. Uh, the um, Michael Weston tour de force Wishcraft is the best movie that's ever been made. There, I hope that that helps. We'll we'll be more we'll we'll be more vigilant in the future about a Wishcraft language. Thank you. So, so welcome to Wishcraft Cast, folks. Yeah, uh, Wishcraft Cast. cast. <laughs> Try to say that five times fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs Post, and also thank you and welcome to everyone who's come over from the Tromaverse. Yeah, um, baby. Uh, thank you so much. I that 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 has uh, caught us completely off guard, and we 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 humbly say thank you. And dear God, what a month for you guys to uh, be arriving in. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> go back and listen to some episodes. Just go on back. <laughs> Kiss, you can listen to Kiss. You can listen to Kindred. Uh, especially listen to Twice Dead, for sure. Um, yeah, don't yeah. don't start with this one. This is oh, a weird one to start. This well, you never know. I mean, you don't. Well, <laughs> you never know because I mean, this is April. You know, and April is the month of uh, 
Easter. It's the month of uh, Earth Day. It's the it's the Geely month has of, risen. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is the month of 420, and it's also the month of April Fool's Day. So yes. uh, we're gonna do all of them. Yeah, we're they're gonna, all in here. Yeah, I'm sure they're all in here somewhere. What? Um, so we're going with stuff that will make people just say, "Oh, you're doing that." Uh, <laughs> so well, they're pranks on. See, the, what we do, uh, what we've traditionally done, is we basically pull pranks on each other mm-hmm. uh, with our choices. Oh, you certainly yeah. did for yours this month yeah. with me. The only yes. difference is Roy, Roy Roy found something that he got way too excited about and decided he didn't want to pull a prank on me and wanted to go straight this go, we'll go with a straight pick this year, where I still wanted to pull a prank on Roy. Yeah, I did. sure did, yeah. God, I can't believe you got me fucking watching Geely on purpose, I swear. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for that episode, folks. Um, Been a fur baby. <laughs> it's back. It's back. This is historical documentation at this point, Geely. Do you think they played it at the wedding? Like, on a big screen? <laughs> I'm sure they did. Do you think that they let uh, Matt Damon out to run the projector? You know, they keep him in a little dog kennel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and you know that when you know they went to go and consummate the second marriage, she said gobble gobble. So I don't know what that means. I've never seen the movie. Oh, you'll know, you'll know, you'll. I'm know. doing this to myself. Yes, you are. You certainly are. You're gonna hate yourself after you've decided. I don't think to go I will. This. I don't think I will. <laughs> I've seen so much. I've seen so much. I thine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of really tough movies to watch. And uh, I can't imagine. I watched that movie with um, uh, Channing Tatum tots and uh, and uh, Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt. Um, I watched it right after I watched Bullet Train, but I watched those. I watched that movie and was like, man, is they bad? And that says a lot about where I am. mentally. <laughs> Well, before we start talking about uh, this month's movie, which none of us really know about, um, April's also going to be a fun month when it comes to genre cinema, because we got a lot coming out this month. The the biggie being Evil Dead Rise, which I'm super excited about, especially after the word came out from uh, its screening at the South by Southwest Film Festival that people passed out during what's known as... The Lots cheese grater scene. Movies these days. Yeah. Lots apparently. of people dr- healing over. Uh, I feel like it's Exorcist all over again. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, the cheese grater scene was the was like it pushed it. So. Um, I mean, it did for me in that um, Julia Child movie. So I can imagine it'll do it. <laughs> I love though that um, that Warner Brothers kind of embraced it a little bit when uh, they released another poster for Evil Dead Rise, and it was the high rise in the shape of a cheese grater covered in blood. I have no so so I like Evil Dead. I don't. I haven't watched them as pr- probably as many times as you have. I, I probably have watched Army of Darkness the most just mm-hmm. because of when it came out. Um, but I don't. I don't have the same affinity for it as a lot of people do i think they're incredibly fun movies you know but i don't know like should i go rush out and watch this 
Is that something you were going to tell me to do? Yes, because right. as far as I know, this really has no affinity with any of the other movies. I mean, the the uh, remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it, that came out about five or six years ago didn't have a connection yet it does i mean you don't have to yeah you don't have to see the other movies to you know enjoy it okay um but uh there is a little um post-credit sequence that kind of hinted as to what they wanted to do but it was a direction that they decided not to go into anyway uh i would have loved to have seen the direction it was they were thinking about going into but then again we also wouldn't have had the awesomeness that's ash versus the evil dead so um But uh, yeah, from my understand, you don't need to see any of the other movies in order to f- be fully terrified and cringe at Evil Dead Rise. I, I, I will warn you, though, if you haven't seen it in the trailer yet, there is a sequence involving a tattoo gun and an eyeball. Oh, damn it. Eyeball shit. Come <laughs> yeah. on, guys. You can do better. Do so, better. Well, I mean, there's a sequence in the um, Evil Dead in the Evil Dead reboot remake where a guy has to pull a hypodermic needle right under his like bottom eyelid that got stuck and it's God. in close up. So you see him pulling it out and close. Uh, see, see, I think we're going to look back at uh, eyeball shit that's happening now. The same way we look back at the, at the late nineties, early two thousands guy gets cut in half by a glass thing and your body slides apart. <laughs> like that's, that's the way we're going to look at it. We don't need it guys. You can do a lot without an eyeball. I'm just well, saying. It could, well, it could be like Triangle of Sadness, where you have a three-minute sequence of nothing but people shitting and and vomiting all over themselves and rolling around in it. But I'm better with that than I am with eyeballs. <laughs> I could do that. Eyeballs are just not my bag, baby. Uh, we also have uh, Bo is Afraid. Yes. The new, the new film from Ari Aster. Um, that's yes. all I need to know to know that we're going to get you know yes. mentally fucked over. It's directed yep. by Ari Aster. Just getting uh, ready to be broken again as a human being. Cool. Yes. Um, those are the two that come off of the top of my head that are coming out in April. Were there any that I'm missing? Well, the only one that I can think of, and it's it's late it's it's late March, early April, but I guarantee you it'll still be running in April. Is that Dungeons and Dragons movie? And I am so oh, yeah. excited. Oh yeah, I'll I'm be so excited. excited to see that. It's got like a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Both critic and audience scores is this the one is this the chosen one that we've been has been foretold that will launch the dungeons and dragons franchise finally you hopefully maybe god i've been waiting for so long and and it's got hugh grant in it and it's got christopher pine in it christopher pine wanted to do this movie more than um whatever that one was he did at cans when uh when harry Styles spit on him what was that movie oh uh um yeah that's what don't I did. Wor- don't worry, darling. Yeah. 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 He wanted to do this movie more, which tells me a lot about a, the movie and B Chris Pine. <laughs> so I'm there for it. I'm going to go see it real soon. That is on the top of my list. Also, you know what you are missing? I just realized Renfield. Yeah. Renfield's coming out. I wasn't, I wasn't speaking to that, but yes, <laughs> Renfield re um, I didn't realize we were reuniting an acting duo because uh, Nick Holt and uh, and Nick Cage were to they acted together in the Weatherman. Yes. So this is cool. Like, and it's just gonna be insane. I'm all for that. Oh, I can't wait for Redfield. Yeah. No, 
you're missing the part where you're missing that I'm watching for the first time ever all the subspecies movies. Yes, that's right. You are, you are watching <laughs> subspecies for the very first time. So well, God's Godspeed to you on that. I I have I had seen the first subspecies movie. I'm guessing on VHS or something from a you know so in something in my past I had seen it, but I had not seen any of the other ones. And I am up to the third one. And the third one is where they finally embrace like gratuitous horror nudity. And I'm like, we got there. Mm-hmm. We got there. Thank you for that. Now, and, now we're now we're in comfortable territory with weird fingered vampires that fingers pop off and become blood homunculi. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Roy, so good. And, and you know how we're ending the month of April? How? With a, t- a terrifying adaptation of the classic novel. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. <laughs> When I heard this was being turned into a movie, I was just like, wait, in the theaters? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, it's being released in the theaters and on Amazon Prime. And I'm like, okay, so this is not like like a, a Disney Channel thing. This is an actual legit movie about a girl in her 70s getting her period. This is happening. This is happening. Okay, yes, and it's starring Rachel McAdams and Kathy what? Bates. Okay, this is <laughs> Jesus happening. Christ. Wait, Kathy Bates? Yes, yeah, oh she's, yeah she's playing the Jewish grandmother, yes. Oh my God, the team that brought you American Horror Story brings you Are You There, God? <laughs> <laughs> but what I love is that they're keeping it in the 70s. I'm glad that they're not modernizing it. I'm like, well, okay, at least you're keeping it in the setting that the book was written in, but... Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if people turn out for a film adaptation of a Judy Bloom book because yeah. I, have, I, I have a lot of questions. Is it <laughs> is it geared towards is it a children's movie? Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, okay. I hope it's not so. like an adult nostalgia film, something like that. Oh, it's, you know, Gen X is going to go see this thing. Are you kidding? I mean, this. I, I mean, I I don't know beyond gen x and older millennials how the appeal is of the the judy bloom books um i know that when i was in school every girl in in my class insisted on reading this book um i it was so weird you could you could tell you know what your interests were depending on the judy bloom book you wanted to read like a lot of the girls would read uh that or blubber where a lot of or or Ramona the Ramona books where a lot of the boys would read Tales from the Fourth Grade Nothing or Super Fudge, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. For me it was like Goosebumps or um, <laughs> what was before Goosebumps. They had um, the gory shit, um, scary stories to tell in the dark. Did you read any of the Christopher Pike stuff? Well, I mean, I was reading like Stephen King back then because my mom was like, <laughs> "I'm done with The Shining." Do you want to read it, eight-year-old? And I'm like, sure. Like it was. That's you want to know why I am who I am. That's uh, why. I am if you never am. read any of the Christopher Pike, uh, first of all, good luck finding them because people like hoard them like treasures, and they're not a, available to purchase anywhere anymore. I not only because they were just these fun little young adult horror stories, but the covers were fucking awesome. I mean, they. Okay. I mean, they the the artwork on the covers were like imagine the teen horror variation of a romance novel and okay. you've got the you got how awesome the artwork was for some of these Christopher Pike books. 
uh, there's a great podcast out there. I can't. I I think it's called Pike Cast. I, I have to look it up. But there's called, this great called Cinema Catacombs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that talk about the Christopher Pike books. But yeah, those those were fun. Um, and it's interesting that we're talking about horror because our first film that we are going to deal with is a parody of horror films. Uh, the film is from 1982. It's called Wacko. And long before Scary Movie came out in the late 90s, even long before Scream, there were studios that were doing parodies of the slasher genre in the early 80s. Uh, probably the most famous one is uh, Student Bodies, yeah. which we're going to have to do on this show someday, too, because it's fucking hilarious. Um but I was aware of that one. I was aware of one called Pandemonium, which stars uh, uh, Tom Smothers and uh, Pee Wee Herman, uh, which is an interesting cast. Uh, Pee Wee wow. Herman, Pee Wee Herman steals the entire show. And um, there, uh, this is I remember there's this great sequence in the film where the one of the characters, um, oh God, I can't, uh, Carol Kane. She's in it, and she's playing a parody of Carrie White. And uh, Eileen Brennan is playing Mrs. White. And she's stopping her from going to this cheerleading school. And um, she's, like, got all her stuff ready to go. And and the mom is like, everyone's going to see your dirty pillows. And Carrie White's like, Mom, they're called breasts those are not my those are not called dirty birds they're called breasts she's like i know those are your titties these are your dirty pillows and she grabs like these dirty pillows and then she, she's oh, it's like airplane oh my it's like it's like airplane level oh yeah uh, humor which is great by the yeah. way and every everybody's last name ends in andy good so personally they're, they're, i think that's great <laughs> Um, and the police man who is investigating it is a, is a Canadian Mountie. Um, and he's always on his horse and the horse gets uh, special treatment. And his assistant is played by Pee Wee Herman, who has to take care of the horse, is annoyed as fuck by the horse. Um, <laughs> Pandemonium is great. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. And I thought I had seen all of these you know films that came out in the 80s. And then this one floats by me. Because yeah. it's on sale during that Vinegar Syndrome $10 sale. Yeah. And first I see the name of the director, who is great on Clark. And if anyone is familiar with Mystery Science Theater 3000, you will know the name great on Clark because he brought us one of the best episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is Angel's Revenge. Right. Uh, some of the other movies he's responsible for is Satan's Cheerleaders, Black Shampoo, uh, The Mighty Gorga, Hell's Bloody Devils, Dracula versus Frankenstein, and Without Warning. And then he made this thing <laughs> with um, the cast of Joe Don Baker. Hey, listen, you got Mitchell on the case. Yes, <laughs> we got Julia Duffy. And, you know, I have a crush on Julia Duffy. We've been over this on this show. We got Academy Award winner George Kennedy. <laughs> I do not have a, a crush on George Kennedy. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Stella Stevens. That you're going to say Stella and Skarsgård. <laughs> we got E.G. Daly. So uh, the, the voice of Tommy Pickles from Rugrats is in this. And then Very good. 
the screen debut of Andrew Dice Clay. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be good. Um and uh the I, I know I, the other thing that I know is is that the Joe Don Baker's character, his name is Dick Harbinger. <laughs> which is, of course it is. Which is just a great name. Um and it's about a guy known as the um lawnmower killer is released and okay. and uh since this all these murders happen on Halloween everyone's a suspect. Okay. That's all I know. And I just seeing the trailer and seeing the cast yeah. and seeing who it was directed by I was like Okay, ten dollars, fine. Okay, vinegar syndrome. And then I'm messaging you. You better spend ten dollars on this thing because uh, we'll be doing this on the show. <laughs> you sent me the trailer, and I'm like, yep, yep, <laughs> I'm buying it. <laughs> Listen, vinegar syndrome's out there doing the Lord's work. All right. Oh yes, that's, they are. That's all I'm saying. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Just they're putting out a 4K restoration of Showgirls for Christ's yes. sake. I mean, yeah, it looks. The packaging looks gorgeous. Just finally giving Showgirls the due deference <laughs> that it deserves. And I'm I, not being facetious. Like I'm kicking myself in the ass, though, because I lost out on the Boogeyman. Uh, when they announced that one for sale solo by itself, I went to go buy it, and it was already sold out. And I'm like, God damn it. So I got I to gotta hope they do another pressing of the Boogeyman because that's never made the jump from VHS until now. So uh, hopefully they do another pr- second, press, uh, second pressing of that. But yes. we got Wacko instead. Um, <laughs> so um, either this is going to be incredibly hilarious and awesome on the same vein as Student Bodies or we're going to have like epic movie and meet the Spartans on our hands where <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's going to go that far afield. Do you think if they remade or, or made another at this point, like scary movie movie, it would, it would do, it would, it would go over. I think it depends on what the subject matter would be because there's really, I is there a genre out there right now that's kind of taking itself too seriously? I mean, I know they tried with found footage movie with the last one, especially with paranormal activity yeah. and they failed horribly with it. Well, and I'm just thinking if you put somebody like Aaron B. Koontz or somebody like that in charge of it, if you had them directing mm-hmm. and you have, here's the thing about horror actors in our community is they'll come out and do a parody movie of themselves. Mm-hmm. They've done it. They'll do it. Like, I just think you could probably do it. I think you could do it with um, screen horror, screen time horror now, like uh, like a host or a followed or an unfollowed, something like that. I bet you could pull it off. And I bet Aaron B. Coons could pull it off if he if he put his mind to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like the Babadook. <laughs> Maybe something like the Babadook. You said that was good. You, I like the rhythm of that. Something like the Babadook. Maybe something like the Babadook. Somebody cut that. I need one of you smart people to cut that and put it into something. I really want to feel Kylie Minogue. I want to serve. I want to somewhat serve Kylie Minogue with something like the Babadook. Like I give it. I'm gonna give it clean. Okay, don't say anything. 
maybe something like the Baba Duke. There, that's a perfect cut right there. Take it, do something with it. Make it yours. You sounded like old Greg when you said it. Old Greg. (laughs) Something like that. A lot of old Greg discourse around these times. I don't know why, but I'm not hating it. Bring on all the mighty boosh old Greg discourse. (laughs) All right, let's watch this movie, damn it. (laughs) Are we ready to make an assessment on the Babadook? Make an assessment on the Babadook. All right, so let's watch like a Baba Duke. <laughs> let's watch some wacko. Oh, yeah. and by and by the way, here's the tagline for the movie. At last, a motion picture made for you and about people just like you. Wacko, the wacky comedy. Yeah, throw the trailer in here. Let throw back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang, we'll be right back after we watch Wacko. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, an important announcement from Academy Award-winning actor, Mr. George Kennedy. One very serious point. Lawnmowers do not kill people. People kill people. Wacko, wacko, wacko. At last, a motion picture made by, for, and about people just like you and me. have I told you this is not a toy? Oh, there was a phone message for you. Oh, wow. From Norman? Oh, wow. He didn't say. Oh, come on, Mom. What did he say? Well, at first he goes, uh, your daughter's gonna die tonight. Then he says, um... <laughs> Oh, wow. Far out. Police business? Might have a few words with you. I'll never forget the first time I saw your father. If I'm rambling on too much, <laughs> just let me know. Oh, uh, not at all. <laughs> At last, a motion picture made by, for, and about people just like you and me. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Lloyd Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. The button, Roy. <laughs> Wacko. Oh, like, like 
oh my god, what was the call? Like, I don't know, they didn't say their name. It's, it's, so, it's, 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 it's so out of left field and so funny. And that it passed the Bechtel funny. test. Yeah, for for one, for I forget the length of time it has to be for the Bechtel test, but it does pack, pass the Bechtel it test. It has to be a full minute, and that scene did go on for a full minute because it was two women, and they yes. were not talking about guys. Correct. And it was just this message that, you know, she received on the phone. They didn't state if the if the phone message was from a male or female. Just, you know, <laughs> just you're going to die tonight. Yeah. Eh, eh, eh. Friend of yours, dear? Like, I guess so. I, I, <laughs> that whole scene making fun of the movie, I mean, making fun of Valley Girl out of all films just was right. totally random at that point. Left field. Left. This movie dug deep, though. Yeah. For what year did Wacko come out? 82. 82. So the the movie parodies, God, I can't even, Halloween for sure. Prom night. Uh, prom night for sure. Uh, Exorcist for sure. Psycho mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Welcome, Elephant Man is in it. <laughs> Welcome Grease? back, Cotter. Yeah. <laughs> Grease? I think it's, I if I had to guess what they were, it wasn't Grease. What what would they have been? Would it be West Side Story that they're parodying? Would I they don't know. The, the Dice Man. I don't know because I mean the way that he was singing his name was definitely you know Vinnie Barbarino. Uh, when so, did Grease come out? It wouldn't make sense. Uh, Grease came out in '78. So ah okay yeah. then yes it was Grease then yes it was Grease. So, so we had it was like '83 or '84 because yeah. that's when I saw it the first time and I'm a narcissist maybe. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we had Grease. We had Welcome Back, Cotter. We had Valley Girl. I was just like, what the hell? We're making fun this of Valley movie, Girl? <laughs> this movie was funnier than Scary Movie. It this was movie funnier was, than any right it had to be. It yeah, really. It was. Let me say this, because we got to do it at the top. There are problematic parts of this movie. It was made in 1982, 83. There were things that don't hold up. Like, creepy pervy dad doesn't hold up. Oh my god, that was just so. Ooh, yeah. I was just like, while watching that, I was like, okay, flowers in the attic, anyone? Uh... It was uncomfortable, okay. Um, but it was it was it was funnier than the scary movies, than the shriek movies. Like it was a very very good parody of of horror movies, especially during the eighties. Oh get out like it was great it was it also hilarious. it also made fun of detective shows yes. at that time also because joe don baker you know was, was drinking coffee by the six pack and also pouring it into his briefcase to take to work and just being yeah. unkept and unwashed i i was just I, and, and just being completely obsessed with the the case uh and his <laughs> The police chief was like telling him, "You need to let it go." And yeah, it was Bronson. It was very, it was very much a, a Bronson, um, a Steve McQueen take on this character. Mm-hmm. There, there was a scene in the movie, like, because when we meet him, I guess when when he gets the call that there's been a murder, he's laying in bed in his full rumpled suit, and then he proceeds to take four minutes to, in in a very slapstick fashion, in a fashion that I would almost ascribed to Steve Martin and the jerk starts grabbing guns 
and coffee. And mm-hmm. his, you're right. His briefcase has a spigot on it. He fills it with coffee. The briefcase has a spigot in the front so that he can like pour coffee out of his briefcase. He has a holster for his coffee cup on his mm-hmm. police belt. Very funny. Very funny bit. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of the jerk, it also made fun of that when we got to see his family. Yeah. Oh my God. His oh family. my God. <laughs> when he's, when he's serving the giant twink. Oh, he was obsessed with Twinkies also. So what, you know, when he's serving the giant Twinkie at family dinner and uh, let, let's just say if you've seen the jerk, then you'll know what color of skin his family was versus <laughs> Joe Don Baker, which again, just like when you think this movie can't, pull out of left field any further it does yeah it, it, the one thing this movie does better than most movies is going to be uh, surprise you yeah. because when they're setting up a parody of a horror situation or a horror movie they're telegraphing that then they just turn it on its head like you mm-hmm. get up to the point where you're like oh okay i, I know it's supposed to happen here and then they just twist it all around into something completely different and weird. The um, yeah. So you have uh, my longtime crush, Julia Duffy, playing the final girl of this movie. Um, what movie did we watch her in prior to this one? Oh, God, um, I can't remember now for the life of me. I'm going to have to look. But she does a great job as your your standard kind of final girl. In this the movie. girl, the, the girl who was traumatized by watching her sister get killed by the lawnmower killer 13 years ago. So whenever she hears a lawnmower, she screams at the top of her lungs. Her, her boyfriend, boyfriend who, when he gets horny, he sounds like a lawnmower. <laughs> and his name is Norman Bates. And I thought at first, you know, oh, that's just a throwaway joke. But then, no, we meet his mother during the third act. And mother is corpse of mrs bates from psycho and he's working with her like a ventriloquist dummy which made me go oh my god but then to make matters worse when um they're leaving for the prom and we'll get we'll talk more about damien in just a moment and they leave mrs bates to watch damien and then damien is operating mrs bates um and then, of course, we've got uh, Damien. <laughs> Damien, who is uh, Damien played by a little person? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out with Damien. I it was obviously, you know, making fun of the Omen, but in the most outrageous way possible that they were doing it. Uh, I hate to say it, but the guy who played Damien kind of looked like Beans from Even Stevens, even though <laughs> I know it was him. You're not wrong. You're you're not wrong. I'll tell you that. Holy shit, this movie. Um, there, Damien, there so- how many times do I have to tell you that's not a play thing? And he's like in the oven while it's turned on. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker was the other one we've seen her. We've we maybe yeah, not for this right. show, but we've seen her in. Butcher yeah. Baker, Nightmare Maker. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. God, what were some other moments that were just like, oh, um, the, um, the 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 dance moment with E.G. Daly and the, yes. the possible crazy guy. I, it's like, 
when that moment happens and all of a sudden she stops and she's like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk. Let's talk about our first of two Jeffs this month. Um, In the sense that we have. (laughs) I didn't know he was in this. (laughs) (laughs) You just texted me. You're like, what? Jeff's. I, I texted out like, I'm like, fuck, Jeff's in this movie too. I love he for his he's vice principal Harry Palms. Yes. And he's like a Southern Baptist <laughs> preacher who's obsessed with kids wanting to fornicate, yet he's got a a brass mold of his mom's boob that he fondles <laughs> at his desk. <laughs> he's the vice principal. And he, in order to exact punishment, he uses a vice that's vice. on the wall. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to cure you of this sin of flesh. <laughs> there is a scene in this movie with Jeff Altman right before he gets killed by the lawnmower killer, where oh. he's wearing <laughs> tidy whiteies. Um, Suspenders. Suspenders, a motorcycle helmet. Um, <laughs> did they just let him go? Like, what? what they probably the... just said, they probably just told him, do whatever you want. As, like, when the killer knocks on his door, he's like, oh, it must be the village people here to audition me. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Altman was the um, improv king of his time, apparently. I. Good lord! I and just the the even even the reveal of the killer was just bizarre. The bad way that they did it, bananas. just batshit bananas. The way they did it. Uh, one of my favorite gags, though, in the movie is when they're driving to the the pumpkin dance. Sure. Uh, the Halloween pumpkin dance Pump, and the, the pumpkin the, prom. The pumpkin prom and the mom is in the car with the uh, with the other two as their chaperone. And she starts talking about how her and the her, and Julia Duffy's father met, and then all of a sudden Norman Bates just ejects her out of the car over the bridge to her death. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god, when that happened!" <laughs> and then we have a callback to it when we see her like she's okay, she's all scuffed up, and she sees you know her husband's played by George Kennedy. And he's like, "You look like he got thrown out of a car." And she goes, well, I was just trying to tell your daughter about how we met. And he goes, oh, so you did get thrown out of a car. (laughs) (laughs) I love the fact that he is always straight out of uh, surgery. Yeah, covered in blood. Yeah. Have you seen my scalpel? (laughs) (laughs) No, not that one, Damien. (laughs) Damien's got it stuck in his leg. What is happening with this movie? <laughs> the, the scene that you texted me that you uh, absolutely loved was uh, Damien in the attic. Uh, oh which yeah, apparently was a portal to hell. Yeah, which was <laughs> which was bolted onto the Valley Girl scene. Yes, like, it was the, the scene directly after. So they switched gears from the Valley Girl scene directly into. Damien went into the attic alone again, and there's demonic voices coming out of the the attic. And 
<laughs> she opens the door to the attic and Damien comes flying out head into the wall on the far side of the hallway like just like slapsticky just sticking out of the wall like mm-hmm. and with the, a telegram and the from dev- Satan yeah to tell her to have fun at the dance and that's it there's no payoff <laughs> there's nothing else about that scene that comes it goes anywhere else in the movie that's the whole scene baby and just move right on very funny yeah this film this film was just outrageous um joe don baker constantly having to restart his origin story because he keeps lying that bit we we went to like what three or three or four restarts i think it's yeah it was the fifth one that finally was real but we went through three or four restarts for sure no that's not right no i'm lying to you what is happening okay. in movie? Okay, no, here's what actually happened. Here's the true flashback. <laughs> and then, I love... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, um, uh, then we have um, Andrew Clay, who, again, is playing just a parody of John Travolta. Yes. And his last name is Schlongini. So, oh my God, I forgot about Schlongini until you just told me. There is a song in this movie about... Schlongini. And what's his name in the movie? Hold on, I can, I can find it. Um, hold on, let me find here. Yeah, it's Tony. Uh, his name... Yeah, his don't call him Anthony. Yeah, I was just gonna say, don't call him Anthony. Don't call him Anthony. He gets real mad if you call him Anthony. <laughs> and apparently, the reason why he is called... Uh, apparently, he has an appropriate nickname because... He keeps ripping through his pants when he's turned on. Yeah, he can, um, he can flip a table, table like he lost a game of Monopoly uh, with his <laughs> penis. So that's great. He even makes fun of the. I was oh, going to say ahead. that's his whole that's his whole character arc. Yeah. By the way, his whole character arc is that he gets horny and gets mighty erections. That's it. That's all he's got. <laughs> And then they even make fun of the creepy janitor arc also. Yes. And just this running gag with messing up his name. It's like, then we got the geek. No, it's Zeke. <laughs> well, and the fact, and, and we're not going to tell you, we're not going to give you any uh, indication as who the, because it is a decent story too. Like we're not going to give you a, yeah. any indication as to who the, who the, the, the killer ends up being. But um, they set up like 12 red herrings. Oh, yes. You think it's dad. You think it's the vice principal. You think it's the janitor. You think it's um, you think it's the the, the, mom. the mom. You think it's um, the, the, the crazy guy, you, the the loony. You think it's like all of these different people because the loony. Hell, guy, you even think hell, you even think it maybe Julia Sweeney just went nuts out of her gourd. And, yeah. you know, it could happen. Yeah. There's so many I mean, red herrings in this. Yeah, they just they just throw it could be anybody. There is a scene with uh, Julia Duffy that they they do a parody of the impossible to kill slasher mm-hmm. that is great. It's just great because she so she's in. Why the, won't you just fucking die? <laughs> well, she's in the uh, vice principal's office and the vice principal has a shotgun on the wall. So the first thing she does is she throws <coughs> the the bronze boob at him. I think. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything. So she's like, just hold on. I have, wait a second. <laughs> she goes over and takes the shotgun off the wall. She's like, okay, I'm ready. And he's like, and then she shoots him. 
it's it, it very gets back good. up and she's like <laughs> the moment though when he comes back in again and she's like why won't you fucking die that <laughs> yeah. i just lost it when she said that i was like thank you yeah it is it's 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 the it's it's the second or third jamie lee curtis read of that line right yeah. where it's it's not even like mad it's just frustrated <laughs> It's just like yeah, she's just why, exhausted yeah, at that just, point. Why won't you die? <laughs> I love so this movie. This was fun. This one it was, was very so fun. much fun. It was yeah, very I, fun. I I, I I was actually very shocked at how much fun this one turned out to be. Um, and uh, I think it's actually available on Tubi. Is it? I saw it right. I okay. think. Um, so you can seek this movie out and watch it. We highly recommend it because God, it was so hilarious. I mean, we, we there barely is, even scratched the surface of all the rapid fire jokes. There is a, thing. there is a C, C line story in this thing or a D or an E. Cause there's so many things going on in this movie where mm-hmm. the, the science professor, by the way, whose name's Dr. Moreau, the football team hasn't won a game in 15 years and develops a formula to turn them into monsters. Yes. And he injects all the football players with it. They turn into like ape men and like monsters and they run through the football field, the wall of the of the um, of the uh, locker room. They run through the wall mm-hmm. onto the football field. It cuts there, and that's where the scene starts for the Valley Girl part. You don't see any of the football game. They've led no. up to this the entire movie. It, this is tied to the pumpkin prom. It's like a homecoming dance associated with this football game. They lead up to it the entire movie. They cut there. They don't see it. And then you just get Julia, Dr- <coughs> Julia Duffy dropping a line about how they – how they won for the first time in 15 years and um they, they just murdered. ate them up yeah they just ate them up and that's it that's it for that story <laughs> that's how this movie works and it is fantastic <laughs> also <laughs> i mean the, the movie geek in me was cracking up because it was alfred hitchcock high school and yes. the rival high school was brian de palma high school Yes. And yes. if you know anything about the whole thing about Alfred Hitchcock and Brian De Palma, oh my God, that made me laugh. Yeah, it was funny. It was especially very since funny. It, especially since it was the Alfred Hitchcock birds versus the Brian De Palma knives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the movie hits. It hits right. Like, whoever made that, and, and the fact that this movie isn't more well known, like, this could be a last drive in movie for sure. Mm hmm. Um, this, this could be, you know, this should be one of those movies that we talked about on In Search of Darkness and it wasn't, I don't think it wasn't No. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like I say, Bird Eye Gordon really, I mean, the only real film of his that's really known, I mean, he's not known for making the best films, be honest with you. So he got very lucky with this one, but he's you know, the only other film that he's really known for. And that's with people who are fans of mystery science theater 3000 is angels revenge right uh which was a send-up uh his uh send-up of the uh teenage jiggle fest 70s uh genre um but it played more seriously than this one did this one was just pure flat yeah. out you know parody lapstick yeah um, and but he he had to be prescient enough to look around and say these movies 
right now are this popular. They're going to be more mm. popular. Let's make a send up movie of what's happened in the late seventies, early, early eighties already. And it just mm-hmm. kept going. Those tropes are so funny because they kept, they kept going through the eighties. Hell, they're still around now. Go watch yeah. scream. Like they're still there. They're um, still there. It's very good. Everybody should watch this. This movie has my 100% seal of approval. Yeah. This one was a ton of fun. <laughs> this, this really was. Um, I, like I said, I, I laughed so much during this whole thing. I, I highly recommend Wacko. Uh, this was For a sure. pleasant surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unlike yeah. the rest of our films this month. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, May. Uh, in May, we are going to actually, instead of doing something that is off the beaten path or in the vault or anything, we're going to go with one of the biggies of cult cinema, only because Mr. Uh, Farmer here has never seen the movie. And in May, it also celebrates its 20th anniversary. So I think it's time for us to finally tackle 2003's Tommy Wiseau's epic The Room. There you go. Um, so e- even Lacey was shocked that you've never seen The Room. So <laughs> Everybody in the world is shocked that I've never seen The Room, and that's fine. I'm seeing so, it now. <laughs> so I actually spent money on the Blu-ray yeah. for you. I, I gave Tommy was so money. Uh, he can make his you Big Shark copy. movie. That, that's what put him over the top on Big Shark was the money you spent yes. on my copy of The Room. He just needed one more sale, and instead of it being a couple of pairs of his underwear, I bought a Blu-ray. So there you go, there you go. You supported, so, you supported the cause. <laughs> so we will be doing uh, the room to not only because this will be your first time watching it, but also to celebrate the 20th anniversary of uh, it is definitely one of the biggest cult films ever made. I you know, like it, like we, uh, I mean, we have a book about the making of it which got adapted into an academy award nominated movie golden globe winning movie um and now we have the charity remake that has been being made with uh, bob odekirk as mm-hmm. the, the tommy was so character uh so i mean this thing has just gotten to a rocky horror picture show level of frenzy so it definitely deserves to be celebrated um and I can't wait to hear your reaction to the film. I, I, re- I really can't, especially with some of the the line reads and and the and the subplots that go nowhere and just everything about this film. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, I, I only put it off this long because it is so popular. And it, it, it wasn't like I don't think it was like a real like kind of um, you know, hipster move on my part. It was just like everybody. I kind of feel like I've seen it because everybody has seen it and everybody quotes it. And I'm like, well, what's the point of doing this now? But I am glad I'm going to watch it because, you know, I haven't experienced it in the, mm. in it's all its glory. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in watching it. This is going to be good. The best way, the best way I've heard the film <laughs> described is, is that this is a Cinemax after dark movie that got lucky. Nice. Nice. Yeah the best way i've heard it described so all right folks uh well again welcome to all of our new listeners from the trauma army um definitely definitely check this movie out this this is this is this is on 
a fun level. Uh, I mean, it's not as gross out and graphic as a trauma film, but it's definitely got that sense of humor. So highly recommend Wacko for you guys. The other two entries that we're doing this month, you probably will be like, what the fuck? So go back uh, and listen to some of our other episodes if you don't want to. Journey you guys to listen the- to Jilly Beats. Nut up. <laughs> or be, Legends be of the Superheroes. You found uh, us. You found us. Now you will listen to Jilly. You, you will, will watch with Jilly and, and Legends of the Superheroes and like it. That's right. You found us. You will enjoy it. And for uh, those who are interested with about Troma again, sign up for Troma now online. Yes. Uh, yes. Fun, fun app. First 30 months are free and just get access to all the great stuff that's on there. So by, right. um, by good exorcist from Josh too. That's good exorcist. It. Yes. All right, gang, we will see you. We will see you next time where we will be discussing uh, Legends of the Superheroes. We're jumping up to that one next, only because I'm really dragging my ass on Geely uh, on purpose. So <laughs> I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna send, I, I, I'm gonna send you a copy. You sent me the room. The least I could do is send you Geely. I might yeah. have to send. I have a movie choice for next month that I might have to send oh, you God. too. But this one is. Oh, this one is my answer to thematically to the room. So um, I'm excited for, for that one. But anyway, anyway, oh my God. go watch. You Julie. actually made me spend, you made me spend money to rent this thing on Amazon prime. So thank you very much. You're welcome. You made, so I'll you send you a good movie. I'll send you a good movie in the mail, but anyway, Geely's <laughs> um, available on trauma now. So go watch. Julie, uh, <laughs> sign up for trauma now to watch. Julie. All, you can direct all all uh, letters about that situation to Roy dot Buckingham at Friendster dot UK. All of a sudden, Lloyd Kaufman's like, maybe I won't promote your show anymore. Yeah, maybe I don't want to talk about you guys. Why is everybody asking me for Geely? All right, gang, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.